Dear fellow redeemed, we consider especially um, our second reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and looking uh, primarily at that last verse, where Paul says that what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. And you know that. And you don't just know it intellectually as though, you know, here's a truth that Paul proposes and it's like, that makes sense, I get it, the world's going to disappear and I'll be burned up and remade one day. But it's more than that. You understand and you know from even your own personal experience that what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. Perhaps from your own personal experience of, of growing up, and seeing how technology changes over time, that the same person who was um, still born in the 19th century would have been alive when the Wright brothers took off and would have been alive, perhaps, when we landed on the moon. That the things that are seen change because that is their temporary nature. What is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. And maybe you know this from even, even your own experience. Um, maybe you've moved around and lived in different parts of the country, uh, worked different jobs, had a, had a good boss, and then you had the other guy come in, and you realize that about the only constant in our life is that of change. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, but certainly unavoidable. And as we talked about this morning out at Hosanna, um, and also here, one of the things that, is, you know, that may be a constant for you is where you've lived. Um, and chances are there's at least one, maybe two households who bought a house 30 years ago here in Toledo. And they've been paying on that house for the last 30 years of their mortgage. And they have attended a Wisconsin Synod congregation and never moved and never actually changed congregations. Maybe they did. But they could have attended Apostles or St. Andrew, New Hope, Arlington, and then merging with St. Timothy, and then becoming Hosanna, and now Hosanna closing and merging with Resurrection that it's entirely possible, and I would say probable, that uh, for somebody who bought a house in Toledo 30 years ago and said, I want to attend a Wisconsin Synod congregation, that they could have even become a member at Arlington and changed not only their congregation, but where they worshipped four times in the space of 30 years with no actual change of address, just the process of churches working together, merging together, moving to a separate location. And what is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. We recognize that from our own lives. We even see it in the changes that have taken place in, um, in the Toledo area. What is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. But at every single place, Every single one of those congregations where, where somebody has worshipped, at every single place, we gathered in a, in a temporary building, a building that isn't going to last past Judgment Day, if that long. We have gathered in a temporary building, 
and use the temporary time of our lives, a portion of the 70 or 80 years if we have the strength, and we've used a portion of the temporary income that we have received to support the ministry in that place, in a place that is temporary, because what is unseen is eternal. Because when Christians gather together around the Word of God, we don't just sing the truths of God's Word back and forth to one another, but we're confident that the one who is unseen still walks among his church to shepherd that church until he comes again. We are confident that the blessings Jesus gives to his people here, that the blessings Jesus brings to his people here, are of an unseen and an eternal nature. And so our participation in churches and our participation in congregations or, um, or supporting even things such as the maintenance and the lights on a building like this, yes, the building is temporary, but our participation in the ministry together is a proclamation that we hold an eternal truth. That, in a sense, when we gather for worship, what truly is unseen is made visible. It's made visible by what we hear and by what we see. We hear the word of God and we see these reminders of the great facts of our salvation. We see one another and we confess the same truth and we speak and we sing and we gather together around the Lord's table. And there, there, Jesus gives us the most unseen of blessings where he hides himself, body and blood, underneath those same elements. What is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. That we even use, we even use the, the temporary elements of our lives, our time, our talents, our treasures, our abilities, to support a temporary ministry with whatever pastor God gives us at this time, or the one you're stuck with, to support a temporary ministry that is at the same time a proclamation of eternal truth. Because we realize that, correct? That our Wisconsin Synod has been doing ministry work in the Toledo area for over 140 years. And this next Easter is going to be the 40th anniversary of this congregation. And the history of our church body here in the Toledo area is one of what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. That over a century ago, Lutherans who believe and read the Bible just the same way as you or I, who take God at his word when he makes a promise, they were gathered together with their temporary bodies, the bodies that are still subject to sin and death. They were gathered together, and they, they invested their effort so that the proclamation of God's word would continue. And that's what we do. That's still what we do. Because this, this truth that Paul brings out for us here is really the account of all believers of all time. Of all believers of all time joining in this one simple truth that what is seen is temporary. That my, my youth, my energy, my time, what I love most and best is eventually going to start to crumble. But thanks be to God that what is unseen is eternal. That Hebrews chapter 11, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob lived in tents, but they knew that they had an eternal city not built by human hands. 
that John, the gospel writer John, was exiled to the island of Patmos, and it wasn't exactly Jamaica. Um, it was more like salt mines, and he was probably consigned to work there. And he would write to the people that he had pastored for 40, 50, 60 years. He would write because he could see the, the shore just over there, but he couldn't go there. And he would write about seeing this city descended out of heaven, about seeing this beautiful bride coming out of heaven, this place with streets of gold, with a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language. The reality that, that even when we lose the things that we do see, at the same time, the truth that we share is one that is eternal. That what we see is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. But then the promise that Jesus makes on top of that is that he makes the eternal seen. That's what he talks about in our gospel reading from the Gospel of Matthew when he talks to Peter, and, um, and the quickest way to, <laughs> to understand that discussion, you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church, is that his nickname for Peter is like stone, like a, a baseball-sized stone that you could be able to throw. And then when he says, on this rock I will build my church, think like you know, Mount Rushmore, the rock of Gibraltar, on this, this bedrock. And Jesus says, on this rock I will build my church on the rock of his confession. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And he says that the gates of hell will not stand against it. That is to say the church will not be overcome by the devil. And also that the church overcomes. The church advances. Because that, that term, when he says the gates of hell, it's both offensive and, and defensive. It's just a, a connotation of strength. Jesus says his church is so strong that it will not perish. And that even though, even though um, there might be things that are seen, such as properties and, um, and buildings, things that are seen that do end up being temporary, at least in their service to the Lord, at the same time, the truth that we proclaim and that we confess together is eternal. That Paul says, the things that are seen are temporary, what is unseen is eternal, and Jesus promises to make the eternal visible. And he does so as Christians use that word. That's the rest of what he talked about in Matthew chapter 16, that he makes the unseen visible, and he makes the eternal visible as Christians use that word. Whether it's the, the proclamation of, um, of loosing sin, Sin is forgiven. Friend, your sin is forgiven. That's an unseen blessing that is made visible as Christians use those keys, as Christians use that God-given right and ability to, to confront sin and also to forgive sin. And that is the unseen ministry that we share, that Jesus says through the Apostle Paul, that what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal, but he promises to make the eternal visible, that it will be seen. That even though our bodies, um, in a sense, are very temporary, that this side of heaven, um, or this side of judgment day, our bodies are still beset by sin, and they still break down and eventually stop. <laughs> in that sense, they are temporary. But Jesus promises to make 
the temporary eternal, that your body also will be raised from the dead because he raised himself from the dead. Because in that resurrection pictured behind me, Jesus made the most seemingly um, unending, inevitable fact of life, aside from taxes, Jesus made the unending and inevitable fact of death to be a temporary thing. He broke the power of death so that the Christian church still proclaims today that what is unseen is eternal, but the eternal will be made visible. And your body is what you will receive back without sin. And you'll receive that back when you are raised with all of God's people in glory to walk the streets of heaven quite literally, to walk the streets of heaven with that, that loved one that you've lost, hand in hand again, to walk the streets of heaven and, and meet those who had invested their lives in the ministry of the church here in Toledo or the other side of the world, to meet those who had made their entire confession for their entire life that I am going to prioritize the eternal and unseen above the temporary and the visible, to meet those who had made the confession for their entire life, exactly what Paul says, that despite all the changes of the world, despite all the changes that we recognize in ourselves, in the world around us, or even in the visible Christian church, despite all these changes, we still know, exactly as Abraham knew, that what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal, but above all, our Jesus promises to make the eternal visible. Amen. <laughs>